0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Matthew Sklar, composer of
1: The Prom. Hi, I'm Bob Martin. I'm co-book writer, co-screenwriter of The Prom.
2: Hi, I'm Chad Beglin. I'm lyricist and co-screenwriter of The Prom.
3: Hi, I'm Adam Anders, producer and executive music producer of The Prom. Hi, I'm Gordon
4: Cox. I am a the contributing theater editor at Variety and the host of Variety's Stagecraft podcast. What, for you personally, are the most important messages in the lyrics and in the story of The Prom? Bob, let's start with you.
1: Well, obviously it's about in- inclusivity, but, but uh, there's, there's also, um, it's, it's a very aspirational n- film. I mean even more than the show the original broadway show uh it is it is possible to heal and change your way of thinking um i I think what the film does is it really demonstrates what you can lose if you continue to you know have your prejudices and fears rule your way of thinking um so i i think of it as a really i mean you know the funny thing is you can't predict the zeitgeist right so uh, we started making this thing what eight years ago or something like that, um, and it and it sort of lands on Netflix at exactly the right time. <laughs> I mean, within weeks of the exactly the right time uh, when people need a message that the world can possibly be better and you know terrible grievances can be forgiven.
3: <laughs>
1: so I, I I hope that it's that that's the message. Uh, apart, I think Ryan is behind
3: politics, all of it. Ryan planned all this. I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did. Man, talk about marketing. <laughs> He's a genius.
0: <laughs>
4: but you know, Matthew, what 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 for you really resonates?
0: Um, you story? know, for me, it, it feels like it's it it appeals to everybody. But for the kids, you know, be proud of who you are, and and for the grownups, listen to those around you, and don't be afraid of someone just because they're different. And that's what it always kind of it all feels like. It sums up to me. And, and Chad, what's uh, what's personally meaningful
4: to you in that story?
2: When I was in high school, it was a very different time and no one was out. And you you know, and I was really struggling. And I remember, um, you know, I was very religious and I would pray for God to cut the gay out of me, to kill that part of me. And so the lyric, this heart is the best part of me uh, means the most to me, because if someone would have said that to me back then, I would have just had a totally different experience. And so, you know, that message that, you know, you know, that you, you, what you think of the part of you that you think is is awful, is actually wonderful and beautiful mm. I, as I get emotional. But, uh, you know, so that's mm. for well, me, said. you know, a really powerful moment.
4: And Adam, how did you respond in particular to the musical? Because you, you know, came in it sort of existed by the time you uh, you saw it. And what
3: in particular resonates for you? Well, I think what Chad just said. I think you know, I come from a, um, uh, my parents were ministers, and I grew up in church. You know, like Chad, and and you know, uh, that's not my personal story, but my story is all my friends who I've seen go through this, right? Yeah. And I think. Um, and very much seeing, you know, families broken over this and wanting to start. I think this is such a great way to start the conversation, a conversation that's long overdue. And that's kind of what it was for me. And um, I'm very proud to be a part of it for, from, for that reason. Because I think, you know, a song, Love Thy Neighbor, on the surface, you know, Christians might get offended by it. But if you look one layer below and you go, wait a minute, this is really actually quite profound.
2: Kaylee has a small tattoo would be Kaylee guess what waits
4: for you? An eternity in the fiery pits of hell.
3: Hey, I would love for for this conversation to or this movie to start that conversation in those because you know, Chad what he went through, so many people like that and it just shouldn't be that way.
4: That actually sort of leads
3: into my next question, which was how you
4: imagine a story like this helps audiences connect with you know, the idea of being your true self or supporting someone else and being their true self. Is that is is that how you imagine this working? Is it um, sort of facilitating not only self-realization, but also conversations?
0: Yeah. W- when we were in Atlanta, um, we were doing a talk back and, uh, you know, we were trying out the show in the South. We didn't know You know who's going to show up what they were going to think and at the very end of this talk back this older white gentleman raised his hand and he just spoke into the microphone and he just said if i had known what this show was about i probably wouldn't have come but i'm so glad i did and i'm so glad those girls got together in the end and the whole audience applauded and bob and i looked at each other and we went oh my god that's you know that's you can't really beat that for a piece of art to do that to somebody
3: I think that's also why, you know, when Ryan and I were talking about the the first act in the movie to make sure that we keep people in the movie, keep them watching the movie so they get to that point. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to lose them early because you don't get to have the conversation. That's the whole point of the movie, right? So um, I think it's very powerful. And and I was struck by that when I saw it on on Broadway that, you know, I think there's some line I paraphrase of, uh, I think, you know, Barry says, you know, go talk to your daughter because if you don't, You know, you lose her forever. I know because I haven't you know, talked to my parents in forever. You know, that to me just was kind of summed up the whole the movie for me. Yeah, I think just
1: the fact that it is a major Netflix film with major stars in it kind of normalizes the issue to the point where people can broach the subject at the dinner table, kids can actually say, you know, this is something we can talk about, it's out there. so, so you know that's that's the great gift of this uh you know on the day it was released it was seen all over the world um and it was in your face let's <laughs> we need to deal with this now we we had lots of kids come up during the run and say that they've i'm coming out tonight because of this this is starting the conversation so you know we, we're just so thrilled that that, that is now global
0: yeah, I, I've been receiving a lot of messages on social media from kids, especially that are just saying thank you for this. And you know, I talked to my mom. We watched this together, and then we had a really important talk afterwards. And and uh, that's you know that's been a wonderful thing that's happened from the film, and and it, and it keeps happening. It's continued to happen since we since we launched.
3: Yeah, I had a friend, same thing, who you know is re- very religious, and his son. You know, they watched it together. He he came out and mm. he wrote me this incredible letter. I just what an amazing experience it was for them to heal. And you know, mm. and, and look, you're not going to change everyone's mind, but I think you know, uh, just having them to begin to heal and talk, you know, that's mm. step one, right? Yeah, you're not gonna convince everyone of everything right away, but um, it's just a really powerful
0: tool. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of the Broadway Podcast Network in association with Netflix and Sony Masterworks. Be sure to watch The Prom on Netflix and grab the soundtrack everywhere streaming music is found.